Father, we wait on you. We bless you. We bless you, God. We bless you, God. Oh, Father, we come in expecting, Father God. We anticipate your presence. Father, we move towards you with everything in us, God. We lean forward. Father, we stand on tiptoe, God, leaning into you, God, today. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Just lift your hands for one second, please. Look toward the heavens and go, we are waiting on you. We are waiting on you. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Oh, he's so faithful. He's so good. Jesus. And he finishes what he starts. He is Alpha and Omega. He started it. He will finish it. This is the God that you have. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. There is none like this God. There is nobody like him. Nobody like him. Ain't nobody like Jehovah, but we can go there. Oh, Jesus. All right, all together, can we just do it? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Don't go too far. <laughs> Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. That is in my spirit. I don't know what to do with this thing that God has done. Ah, oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, Jesus. Hmm. You know, one of the first passages of Scripture I ever learned was, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, you will be also. Oh, that has been like at the center of who I am all of my life, knowing that he just went away for a little while but he's coming back because what he's been doing is making a place for me. And he just loves me so much. He's not going to wait. <laughs> he's just, he just loves us so much. He just, I just always, from the time I was a child, I felt like, oh, he loves me so much that he's going to go prepare a home for me. And when it's ready, he's coming back to get me so that I can be with him. You have no idea what that meant to me as a child. You have no idea the anticipation that put in my spirit. Okay, we're going to fast track this because I believe God's got a purpose. Let's stand and read one scripture. Okay. Pay attention. This starts with the words, at that time. Okay. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish... Five were wise. The foolish ones. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, 
our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Father, thank you so much for your word. Father, it is our bread. Father, it is what sustains us more than the food we eat. Father, it is the words that come from your mouth. Father, that cause us to live and breathe and have our being. So, Father, I ask that your word would do amazing things in this place today. I pray, Father, that it would just begin to work on hard hearts. I pray, Father, that the sleepers would awaken, that the dull would become keen, Father, that those who have gone to sleep, Father, literally feel this tug today. Father God, I thank you. You have a purpose and a plan for us today. May we not miss it, Father. Oh, may we grab hold of you today, grab hold of your word. Let everything that's mine be forgotten, but all that's of you stand, remain, and bear fruit. In Jesus' name, and they all said, Amen. Amen. I'm only going to teach for a very brief period of time because I really feel like God has a plan for this morning, and I feel like it's a continuation of where we were just a little bit ago. I believe God is just preparing our hearts for something, and I think it's so important that we grasp it. I think it, it will radically change our lives and I especially for the teenagers the young guys over here I know that it, iPods and phones are a lot of fun right now but you need to listen you need to listen this is, is important this will strengthen you for your journey I promise you it will so this morning just I want to impart to you I want to give to you something that the Lord gave to me when I was about your age when I was younger than you actually and if you will grab it and not let go of it, God will do amazing things with it. And even as I'm saying that, I'm going, it's not just for the young. And really, us older folks really need to re-grab hold of some stuff because we've let a lot of things slip through our fingers. This parable of the ten virgins, the ten young women, I have always looked at it in this one specific manner. I've always seen it as, oh, they ran out of oil. It's all about oil. I love that. That's right, I love that. <laughs> I'm drowsy now. No, um, it's all about, I always thought it was all about the oil. They ran out. But then as I was studying it, I thought, God, these people were so similar. It's like everything, about the, the, everything that we're told about them is so similar. And then as I, as I got into it a little deeper, I'm like, oh, God, I didn't see that. See, the five wise and the five foolish, they all went out to meet him. Scripture says they all went out to meet him. Now, I'm going to just take it out of the realm of these ten women, and I'm going to put it in the realm of the church as a whole, okay? Because we will go out to meet him. There's not anybody, there may be a couple, but you're not here if you haven't heard of Jesus probably. And within all of us, there's this cry. We know that Jesus has said he will come again. We believe that. We have engaged that to a certain degree. We would all go out to meet him. See, all of them 
had that. All of them had the desire to go out and meet him. They all also had lamps. And they all also had a measure of oil. We know they all had an oil because it wasn't until midnight when the five foolish ones, when they all woke up, they said, could you give us some of your oil? Our lamps are going out. It doesn't say we need to start our lamps. We have no oil. It said ours are going out. Can you give us some of your oil? Can I tell you something? If the oil represents the Holy Spirit, do you understand that you cannot give someone the Holy Spirit? You can point them to where to get it, but you can't give them what you got. And I'm saying this to say this. I've, I've heard people go, well, why didn't they just give them some of their oil? Can I tell you that you're not going to be able to drag your spouse into heaven? Can I tell you that you are not, they're not going to get in on your merit? The oil that you carry will not be enough to get somebody else in because it is very personal and it is very individual. And if you're counting on your parents' oil, you're in big trouble because all they can do is point you toward the source. And see, these, these ten women or the body of Christ, we will all go out to meet him. We will all have a measure of oil. And we, but the thing that gets me the most is that where everything changes... There is this pivotal time point in this parable, and I believe that it's so important that we look at that because that's where we are. I believe in my spirit that it's where we are, and it was right at midnight. It was right... See, there's so much danger. There's so much uh, that can go wrong in, the, in those moments from receiving the promise to the fulfillment of the promise. When you're making the journey along the way, you can grab hold of the promise when it's early, but when it starts getting late and we start getting weary and we start getting tired, guys, you need to understand something. If you're on this planet, you're not on this planet because you belong here. This is not your home. You are not of this world. You're not of this world. And if you can get in your mindsets early that you are on this planet to learn something, to contribute something, to learn to love God, that you are aliens, like Pastor Ronnie said. They're going to go, well, the, the pastor called us all the teens aliens. Like, that's never happened before. <laughs> you are on a pilgrimage. The moment that this place becomes your home, you will love it way too much. And you'll be distracted by the things that happened here. And you won't keep your eyes where they need to be. And you'll wind up, guys, like the five foolish virgins, and you won't have enough oil to make it to the end. And I believe in my heart these are those days. I believe in my heart if you were to set a timeline and go, this is where he made the promise I will return, where I, that where I am there you may be also, I'm going to come and get you. And this is the, the end of when he comes. I believe we are so far down the road, it's scary and glorious. And see, just, just take a very small instance. When Pastor Ronnie put up the vision of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, remember the giant had the head of gold, the breastplate of silver, the, the waist of bronze, the legs of iron, and then the feet were clay and iron, and it named all the empires coming down. We are the, the, the feet of clay and iron. There ain't no more body parts. If you're working your way through Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and if you are going to stand and go, everything so far that was prophesied in the book of Daniel has come to pass and we are at the feet of clay and iron there ain't no more coming 
Now, whether God decides to let this one last two more seconds, two more years, or 200, I don't know. But I can tell you, I don't believe we will live any longer in a land of, of empires, but we will be in a kingdom. The time of empires is ending. I'm telling you what, guys, we will have a king. And when he comes, we want to be ready for him. So if we are in that time frame from promise almost to fulfillment, how bad do you think the enemy wants you to stop? How bad do you think he wants to take your oil? And what, when I say take your oil, spend your life on worthless garbage stuff that robs you, that takes the spirit of the Lord. You know, I wasn't going to say this, but when does that ever stop me? Um, I wasn't going to say this, but I believe the more sin you have in your life, the less Holy Spirit you have. Why do I say that? I know God is a God of mercy, He's a God of grace, but He is not a God of compromise. So if the work of the Holy Spirit is to lead you in all truth and to point you toward Jesus Christ, if your life is filled with garbage and compromise and, and distraction and your heart is not set toward Him, let me tell you what, your oil is low. Your oil is low. And you, you want to know how, how you can tell if your oil is low? You're doing junk you would have never done before. You're hanging with people you would have never hung out before. Your standards have lowered. And the reason I can say that, your morals have gone down. Because see, the passage of Scripture right there, it says, it doesn't say go get more oil. It says, watch ye therefore. And see, there's something about watching for him that takes care of all the other stuff. It's when you go, oh, he'll come back and you add the eventually in your brain that you live like hell. But if you have it in your spirit, what if he comes now? What if he comes today? You don't go and compromise and do all that garbage. If your life is full of garbage, you're not waiting on him. You're hoping he won't come anytime soon. And see, that's where Pastor Ronnie has messed me up this week. The last, actually, the last five or six week, five weeks. Well, actually, if I'm to be honest, about 21 years. <laughs> All this, blame him. Um, but over the last five weeks, I, have you ever sat under sermons where you just, it's like you weren't really sure if you liked it or if you just wanted to leave? Not today, of course. But you just, you just don't know if you want to leave. Well, for five weeks, five weeks, that's like 70 years in teenage life. And I have sat there, and he's talked about the end of times, and he's talked about Jesus coming back, and he's talked about Armageddon, and he's talked about all the prophecies of Christ's return and the end of days. And I have sat there like I did when I was a child. I told him in first service, I could feel the wooden pew against the back of my knees because I was raised on Jesus coming back. Everything we did was geared toward his return. You could not go to a covered dish without people talking about you think it could be today. What if he came today? What's it going to look like when every knee bows and every tongue begins to confess that he is Lord? That was over breakfast. That was what we did. Jesus coming back wasn't a maybe, it was a win. And it wasn't just a win, it was are you ready? 
and say we lost that anticipation. And I sat here last week. I sat over there, and Pastor was teaching, and you know how the Lord can give you an image sometimes, and he doesn't have to even say anything, or the Lord will give you an impression, and he doesn't have to say anything because it's all explained in the image. Well, that happened to me last week. <laughs> I was sitting there, and he was teaching, and, and my mind's traveling back these old paths about, you know, that expectancy and Jesus coming back and the end of days and, and when all of the times come together and combine and, and God comes, uh, Jesus comes and establishes his throne and everything, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden this image flashes through my mind. I'm going to need the band in a minute. This image flashes through my mind, and the image is of me at about seven, eight years old. And I'm standing in my mom's kitchen, old country kitchen, at this side glass, this side door, and there's like six or nine panes in the window, you know, the old windows. And the window's up halfway, and I'm standing at this window, and I'm on tiptoe looking out this window just trying to see, and it's nighttime, and I'm leaning in, and I'm looking up at the sky, and just like that, I knew exactly what he was saying. He said, when did you stop watching for me? When did you stop watching for me? And my heart just broke. My heart broke because, see, I used to watch for Jesus like little kids watch for Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. I mean, I would rush the windows. It was so much a part of who I was that I wasn't about to be horrible. Okay, I was mean, but I wasn't horrible. I wasn't about to do things that would make him displeased when he came back. And I would go and I would watch for him. And you get a shooting star. I mean, we lived in the country. There weren't no lights. I'm sorry, work, no, sorry. I'm back at the window, and uh, there, were, there were not any lights, and, and you could see everything happening in the heavens. So a shooting star or anything, and my heart would leap. And I would go and say, Mom, can I sit on the porch? Can I just go sit on the porch? And I would go sit on these concrete steps, and I would just stare up at the sky, and my heart would imagine what heaven is going to be like because we know it's full of roller coasters. And uh, Well, my mom said heaven is all of the things that you love. So at that point, John Mon was full of roller coasters. <laughs> I was deep. And, uh, but I would wait for him. And so when the, the Lord put that impression in my heart, last week I sat there and I cried. And, and then the thing was, when did you stop watching for me? And I just want to ask you today, have you stopped watching for him? Have you stopped waiting for him? Guys, come on out. Have you stopped anticipating his return? Has it become just a story in a book? Or is it a part of your life? Because if it's a part of your life, it changes everything. If you are waiting for him and expecting him and expecting him to finish what he started, then you line your life up with that. When you lose sight of the end of the story, you become a wanderer. You just, there's no pilgrimage. A pilgrimage is taking you home. If you've lost sight of home, you're not on a pilgrimage. Does that make sense to you? If your hearts have made this place your home, guys, there's a greater vision. There's a greater passion. You want enough oil to see you through. Begin to live your life as if he could come at any moment because I'm telling you that he can. 
He can. Not one scripture would be unfulfilled if he came today. Now, it may be 200 years. You may all see your great-grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren, and that, but then my prayer would be that you talk to them about anticipating his return, that you begin to share the story, let it go down. Whenever he comes, I guarantee you this, when you get there, it'll seem like that. It'll seem like that. And so the thing that the Lord put in my heart this morning, God, can you stand with me? Because I'm not going to teach very long. I just felt like God said, for those who have lost sight, for those of you who have become tired and weary and have forgotten that you are aliens on this planet, for those who have forgotten that this is not your home and you need a passion to drive you forward, He has something for you today. He has the end of the story. The Word tells us that eternity is written on the hearts of men. It's all in there. You know that you know. When Pastor Ronnie said last week, you know, you ever just get that feeling that something isn't right, that there's got to be more? This is more. This is following all the way through. It's not starting here and stopping just short of the goal. This is about the oil that God has, the richness of Him in our lives that allows us to make it through. That may not seem profound to you, but it is the most beautiful thing. It is the most beautiful thing. Can you stand on your tiptoes with me for just a second? Jesus. And if you just lift one hand. Jesus. Oh, Father. Oh, God, may we never stop leaning in. May we never forget that you are our soon coming King. Jesus, may we wait on you. May we watch for you. May we expect you, Father. And may it transform our lives, Father, as we wait on you. We're waiting here for you. So what I would like, those that want to, I want us to occupy the altars. Just as a step of faith to go, God, I need that. God, I need to see the bigger picture. God, I need passion. I've been lazy. I've been tired. I haven't been standing at the window watching for you. My spirit has not been engaged. And we're just going to lift our hands. Y'all come. We're just going to lift our hands and we're going to adore him. We're going to take the opportunity to stand on tiptoe, to kneel, to get before him. And so, oh God, we are waiting on you. God, we are waiting on you. Oh, Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We lift our hands to you, Father. Oh, God, we come expecting God. Oh, Jesus, we bless you, Lord. Oh, Father, we wait on you. We wait on you.
Father, forgive us for not keeping watch, for letting the oil get low. Father, may our hearts be set on pilgrimage towards you, Father. You are all that matters. Father, you are it. We adore you. We bless you. Our lives are about you, God. We bless you. And we set our hearts on pilgrimage towards you. Can you just look up at the heavens and go, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you for all I'm worth, God, for the price that you paid, for everything that you did. God, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. It's you. I want to offer you a, a blessing. And we are going to respect the work of the Holy Spirit. But I know some of you need to go. So if you'll extend your hand. Oh, Father, may the breath of heaven give them the fragrance of home. Like honeysuckle, Father. I pray they would pant after you as the deer pants for the water. Father, that they would pant after you. And I pray, Father, the blessing of tiptoe. Father, I pray, Father, the blessing of anticipating your return over each of these. Father, we are waiting on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you, Jesus, and let the weight on him. Jesus. Jesus. Just be aware we have people at the altar, so just ease out if you could. What? What? Touching. Mm -hmm. 